We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. I grubhubbed one of the best sushi restaurants in Buffalo and had, they brought sushi to my son and I. It was great. At your house? Yeah. It was Look awesome. Listen to this. What and a And that's a very good thing to have delivered because, you know, hot is not really pertinent at all. Don't eat hot sushi. Right. Don't yeah, eat in it. fact, I think hot sushi would probably be Terrible. really gross. Don't do it. It's Mike Shope. Fresh hot in neon is not something you see above the sushi place. Can I get this? <laughs> no, that's right. Hot, fresh hot fresh sushi. Fresh and hot sushi. <laughs> <laughs> that is so gross. <laughs> fresh hot sushi here. You get some sushi. <laughs> you open the lid and it's like steam comes out. <laughs> <laughs> and the bulldog. Please stop. Please. Right, Ryan? Hey, you ever do that? I've got nothing you get to the throw sushi. up in my stomach. You open up the lid and it's just sizzling like a fajita. <laughs> it's Mike Shope and the bulldog. <laughs> what are you doing in there? I'm microwaving the sushi. <laughs> right. WGR Sports Radio 550. Nice timing. Bought some sushi today. My daughter's into it. We like it. She loves it. So, uh, yeah, there's that update. Sushi which was purchased this morning. I did have... Mm, thinking. Thinking. Do I want to do... Not that important. I did have a food thing. I just went to Baltimore on Friday. I was in the D.C. area with my son for a few days. And Baltimore is one of those cities where, okay, you have to get crab cakes. Like, that's how I look at it. Certain places, you know, Philly, some people are cheesesteaks, wings here... Baltimore crab cakes, like whatever we're doing, if we're eating there at all, that's part of the the plan. So we went to this lacrosse uh, factory for like an hour and a half. My son wanted to see it. It was really cool. It's called East Coast Dyes, and we took a tour and some nice people. We left, time to eat. They recommended a place down the road. We went to this place, and the whole point is crab cakes. My son, too. Like, that's what we're going to do. And it is what I did. But I have to tell you, so you're sitting there, the place is busy, And, you know, food is walking by, right? The servers are working and delivering to the tables and everything. And so you see, you know, normal restaurant experience, you see five or ten other menu options, like, go right by. Huh, maybe I would have wanted that, whatever. But I know, like, the whole point of this stop in Baltimore is, or Towson, to be specific, is crab cakes. So um, that was what, what I ordered. And, you know, fine. No, no, no second guessing. Like, that's why we're here. It's going to be great. We're in Baltimore. It's going to be great. It was fine. But I have to tell you, crab cakes walking by, you know, so to speak, uh, shrimp and somebody had a roast beef sandwich, you know, a pizza, place like that. You see everything. A Reuben walked by. A guy comes by with a tray for the table behind me with the Reuben. 
and it was just like I couldn't stop looking at it. <laughs> the, the room. I I need to sort of remember this and sort of uh, get to the point where, no matter what city I'm in, the Reuben is a great choice. Even Buffalo, Baltimore, Philly, wherever. Like, don't sleep on the Reuben. Don't assume that the local thing that you're there for is necessarily going to make you happier than the Reuben. The best moment of that whole thing was looking at that sandwich. It looked perfect. The corned beef just right, the sauerkraut just right, that thin layer of Thousand Island dressing on top, the pumpernickel bread or whatever, marble rye bread, whatever it was that day. Reuben sandwich, there it is. I'm crossing it off my notes for today it's been it's been mentioned there i got it in that's how that really is how it works i've got a list of things and you just try to figure out especially working alone sometimes you have to sort of improvise when am i going to say these things all right there it was on the list for yesterday didn't get didn't make the cut got stuck in the green room today we're not going to make them wait wow what a start busy with guests today i count four before the pregame show trista crick usual on tuesdays we'll have trista on 25 minutes. Carolina Panthers, Steve Reed from the AP. Sal at 5, we'll talk about Leslie Frazier and other comments made by Brandon Bean, and I'm going to do that now that I'm done with that important section about the Reuben sandwich uh, very soon. And also we'll do a little bit on the Bears. We have a guest from Chicago named Zach Pearson. The Bears have the first overall pick in the draft, and that's pretty cool. I think most fans would agree, and I've said this many times. Houston had it and blew it by winning their last game in Indianapolis, and they did it in incredible fashion, the, old, the, the kind of way that only a really terrible team could pull off when it needs to lose, which was they had like 4th and 17, last play of the game just about, down by 7, touchdown pass, go for 2 because why not, make the 2 and beat the Colts, and therefore move up, or move, yeah, well, move down in the draft order, to the number two pick. Indianapolis was the beneficiary moving to fourth. Chicago at one. Just a some years you just know what's going to happen. We know how everybody wants quarterbacks, and there are a couple at least uh, to pick from this year. So Houston's going to do that. And the whole conversation at the top of the draft would only have been about which one. But this way, it's way better. You know, this is obvious. I don't want to sound like I've discovered something interesting here or that interesting, but... Chicago has Justin Fields and the top pick. They could use the top pick on a quarterback. I think they should, by the way, and try to trade Justin Fields, assuming that, and I want to, that at least one team in the league, and hopefully if you're looking to make a trade, it's more than one, would be really eager to make that move. Uh, So I don't think that's going to happen. doesn't sound like that's likely, but I just think like Fields – you know, fine. He he hasn't gotten very far with their passing game, and some of that's on him, and some of that's on the circumstances. They don't have very many good receivers and coaching. They've already there's already been a coaching change in his young career. I don't know what they're re- what they really have to offer when it comes to that. But I, you know, I so I like him maybe a, a medium to a little bit above medium amount. Like I think I'm on the plus side when it comes to Justin Fields, but. Really, like, in fantasy football, which this isn't, to me, like, if you had contracts and everything like real football, the move would be, like, squarely to try to trade Justin Fields because of the two years you've lost on his deal. And he's got to get 
to a pretty good place by the end of year three for them to want to do the fifth-year option and really commit. Because that's coming up pretty soon for Chicago. So in like in sort of a fantasy or on paper kind of concept, I think that's easy. Where it isn't is if you have sort of, um, you know, people are invested emotionally, like the fans and the time you've spent on them, you've gotten to a point where you wouldn't want to scrap it. And I just think with the Bears, they have kind of a unique opportunity where they don't really have that. Like they don't really have in two years much progress to show when it comes to fields. And so I think they sort of have the freedom, so to speak, to uh, to make that trade. Now, I don't know that I'm right and subjective anyway. I'm not in Chicago. But really, like they've won so few games that um, I think I think the move would be to trade him. And really, other people might look at that and say, well, they have to have somebody they really like. And I don't really care about that. <laughs> Team, teams fixate on that sort of thing, and they advertise that sort of, oh, this was the guy on our board, you know. Well, well, he was supposed to go in the third round. Well, he was our number one. You know, you just it's an eye roll to me. Because one of those two, three, four quarterbacks at the top of this draft would – probably be good enough compared with Justin Fields to justify it. Plus you get whatever you'd get in a trade. Like I, I think that is the move. But again, doesn't sound like who knows if it'll happen. It could still happen, but it doesn't sound like that's where we're headed. Well, a big kind of a I don't know, not a shocking story today, but certainly an important one with the announcement that Leslie Frazier won't be with the Bills coaching in twenty twenty three. First thing I want to do is sort of give you my little read on how Brandon Bean described it, which was not exactly he wants to take a year off. Now, it might be that that's all that this is. He wants to take a year off. But when Bean got the question about, he got a few, but the first question about Frazier, he said he he wasn't ready to retire, but he wanted to take a step back. And then Bean put it as, the way we left it was that he's going to take 2023 off. Like it was sort of a group, if if anyone else was involved, I would assume Sean McDermott was involved in this, but at least it was Brandon Bean and Leslie Frazier trying to figure out how to accommodate Frazier without his wanting to retire. So maybe I'm reading too much into it, but Bean said he's not ready to retire, wanted to take a step back. There is a, a fair chance uh, that there's something personal. I mean, there probably is something, but maybe something serious that's going on in Fraser's life or with his family or just what. I don't want to speculate at all on that. I just want to say, you know, if it is something like that, you know, we want to wish him well and his family well. I certainly do. I mean, Frazier has both been a very dignified figure here with the Bills over six years. And, you know, the fact that it's six years means that he's been, that's a pretty long stint for an assistant coach, especially for a coordinator. And the defense has ranked high the whole time. Like, he has been very successful. So he's been good, and he's carried himself in a, you know, pretty professional, dignified way. You want to like the guy. So just, you know, if there is something wrong in his personal life, want to hope that that... uh, gets better for him if it's not because it doesn't have to be 
and people want to make changes and as they get older, you know, just maybe take some time for themselves, whatever it is, he won't be with the Bills this year. And that's what you care about. And so what about it? Whether or not they replace him per se, a defensive coordinator is promoted or brought in, we'll see. It sounded today like at least don't assume that the Bills will do that. They have McDermott, and it might just be that he runs it to a greater extent than he already does or has. Like when, not like play to play or anything. Like I I have looked at it as, I guess I'm making somewhat of an assumption along the way generally with this, but like Frazier is calling the plays. It's he's in the, he's in the seat running the defense, but I have every, you know, every thought that McDermott is the, you know, the overseer that he is, I don't want to say architect because I'm sure Frazier's had plenty to say about how the bills, you know, how they line up and personnel decisions and things like that. But there's no way Frazier might've even been hired in the first place if he didn't fit in to McDermott's vision here on defense. So now it's an interesting point in time for the head coach because he, you know, if he brings somebody in now and it seems credible, whoever, if there is a new person that isn't McDermott in charge of the defense, then it's going to be like last year was with Ken Dorsey and how we sort of really analyze and, and scrutinize what kind of a job is being done there and whether the bills seemingly made the right choice or the wrong choice, all of that will, uh, be on the table this year if there is someone in that specific role, defensive coordinator. If not, and it becomes Sean McDermott's job, you know, the, the play calling, more of the, you know, the details, the the micro when it comes to defense. You know, either way, I guess, but especially then, it's an interesting year for him. And it was already because of how the Bills' seasons have ended the last three years. You know, you this, this is what happens, and everybody knows this, but you start at essentially the bottom. You know, it was kind of the, the upper middle when it came to the Bills, but you had the playoff drought, and, you know, it was a team that kind of we just we looked at and everybody looked at as just sort of ordinary, mediocre, and they got good. And McDermott was the leader. And he got the credit, and he deserved it. And they went from out of the playoffs for 17 years to in, and then two years after that to, you know, another another playoff appearance. A year after that, AFC Championship. You know, it's a pretty sharp ascent here under him. And, and but you had you had that loss, and maybe what well, doesn't matter. But whether that's sort of the peak or last year 21, I mean before they lose the 13 seconds game or or this year, like it's kind of been whatever the peak was, you've just been at or near the top those three years. You lose the first one. Hey, great season. Nowhere to go but up. This is really all. Allen has made it. The coach is really good. There's every, every reason to be optimistic. 
The sec- Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Second year, 21 now, I mean, of these three. So the second year of these three, 2021, you've got it. You've met. You've managed to take out Kansas City in their own stadium, and they blow it. And so that's unforgettable. I mean, a, just an all-time loss, and it, it's sort of baffling how it happened. But there was still – so last offseason now, we wondered every day and argued every day about how that game ended and just why – how and why the Bills ended up losing that day in Kansas City. But you still have a team that everybody's excited about they're at the top all year, pretty much. They're the favorite, or just about the favorite, to win it all year, pretty much. And then this Bengal loss really did change the conversation sharply. And I, I have used this one example to best illustrate that, and I think I may do this many times, depending on how long, however long it's relevant. But the whole year, I mean, it was such a, a challenging year, a fun year, but... We're nervous, you know, we compared it to the 07 Sabre season a lot, like, this, this has got to happen, <laughs> you know, this, it, it, so much pressure, if you will, or anxiety, and what the how the Bills were built, or anything like that, was just not in the discussion. It was, can they do it? Can they figure out a way to get home field, to beat... Miami, as it turns out, New England at the end of the regular season, then Miami, and then the Bengals, and then Kansas City again. Like It was really day-to-day. Talking about this Bills team, plus with all the other, I mean, again, thinking about Hamlin and even the Blizzard, like it's not just, it's, it's just trite to call them challenges. I mean, you had real-life adversity that uh, I don't consider lightly when, I, when I'm talking about this team in this season. So you had there was a lot. It was a lot of day-to-day news and discussion. Hardly ever, except for like a passing remark every once in a while about it'd be nice if they had 
this other player on this team or if they had done this one thing, really, it just came and went. What we're doing is we're thinking about this su- Sunday's game, you know, and can, can the Bills actually get there? That game against the Bengals, which was pretty much over, what, early fourth quarter, early to mid-fourth quarter, we're watching it and we know they're losing. And I'm on Twitter, I'm in this chair, in this room with the game on, and, you know, Twitter is so many things during a game. Um, But, you know, it's sort of like in the moment, and I remember seeing with a few minutes left, right toward the end of that loss when we knew it was happening, there was a tweet, and I don't remember who it's from, for as well as I remember it, I probably should know, it could have been several people, but... We went from, they're great, is this the year, everything just sort of hopeful and really, again, in the moment, really just in the present, wondering, watching, can they win, to, as the game clock ticked down, hey, you guys realize they haven't drafted a Pro Bowler in three years? (laughs) It was just, oh yeah, look at this. Like, before the game was even over, right after it was over, whatever, it went from that crucible where you're just like okay can they stop joe burrow you know whatever the upcoming game was just like the 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 details to hmm well now what and people already started talking like well they have to draft better because for all the credit they get and have gotten their last pro bowler was wyatt teller who didn't even make the pro bowl for them it's the 18 drafts allen and edmonds so you, you know but you get the point like in three years there are reasons or excuses for that 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 are reasonable like they didn't have a lot of holes for rookies to go in and play important roles uh they they traded the pick for Diggs instead of drafting maybe Jefferson who probably goes to the Pro Bowl playing for the Bills himself if he'd been picked here whatever like you, you can see certain excuses for it but like that was how and when and abruptly the conversation changed so this is all to set up at different of these points, you've had some conversation about Sean McDermott and whether or not he is right for the job of getting the Bills to the top. Okay, you've won all these games. And look, if I need to tell you, or if you care, I have never even wanted to have these conversations because there's just no way, I, in my opinion, I guess there is a way, it's happened, but... To me, it's ridiculous to think that McDermott should have been ousted at any point here, even like right after Cincinnati. Just you don't do that. A good organization doesn't do that. It doesn't mean that eventually you won't get to a point where you really want to discuss it and other people have gotten there and I just haven't. But, you know, as the years go by, the Tony Dungy kind of thing, Andy Reid with the Eagles even, like if you fall short, you fall short, you fall short, eventually the noise gets louder, the, the the crowd gets louder and a little bit more rowdy. And it's just like this year sets up with the possibility that the Bills will not look as strong on paper anyway because of the cap and because of age, you know, and certain different roster challenges they face. But that and how these recent seasons have ended and the Bills now have a streak going of losing in the AFC playoffs that the the spotlight just grows brighter on him because eventually 
you do have that conversation. Is it right now or is it this offseason? In my opinion, no. And I'd be shocked if anybody at the Bills even brought it up, like if it even came up. To me, no, it's like the Weiner line. But in uh, another year or another two or another three, if this is still where we're at, then maybe. And if he is calling defensive plays and he's not somebody you most people would just kind of see as oversight, um, check, you know, background, like it's not like the head coach is the background, but timeouts and the kinds of things, game decisions, those kinds of things that a head coach is always responsible for. Now it's whether the Bills should blitz here, you know, th- things like that. Their, their defensive execution has really faltered badly in these three playoff losses. And that reflects on McDermott. It certainly does on Frazier. And it's why when the season ended, there was, to me, like it sounded like plenty of, you know, not outrage exactly, but opposition toward Frazier. I know Bulldog has spoken like that many times. He's off this week, but, you know, he'll have an interesting reaction to this because he wanted it. He wanted the Bills to move on from Leslie Frazier, and here in a different way, they're going to have moved on from him, at least for this year. We'll talk about that some more through the day. I mentioned Sal Capaccio, same as yesterday, 5 Eastern. Next, though, Trista Crick, BetMGM. We'll talk to Trista. We've got a couple other guests as well, as I mentioned, and the Sabres pregame at 6.30 for the Sabres and the NHL's worst team, Columbus. Downtown, home game. Mike Shope here. Thanks for listening. This is WGR. Last week was kind of a week that we gave everyone off in the office. Coaches were away. And so during that time, Leslie reached out and just talked through some things. And ultimately, you know, he doesn't want to retire. He's not there in his mind, but he just wanted to take a step back. So the way we left it, he's going to take 2023 off. But he, talking to him, he has full plans to return to coaching in 2024. There it is. I was talking about that already. Brandon Bean, it's not exactly he called me and said he wanted to take a year off. It's he wanted to take a step back. Who knows if that's this is what he wanted or if he wanted to be like a different like on a different coaching level or something, like whatever. And they talked it out, Bean says here, and arrived at, left it at, he'll not be coaching this year. He'll be back coaching here or somewhere else in 2024. So maybe that's interesting. Always interesting is our next guest, the host of BetMGM Tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider, Trista Crick. Insider calls are presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. You know, I read this every week. Is Trista not more famous for, well, that's going to sound like my ego or something. In fact, she told me she's on in Rochester longer than she's been on with us. Also, be sure to check out the BetMGM Tonight podcast for more of Trista's analysis. Just search BetMGM wherever you find your podcast. She's just known for so many things. Like, I know, Trista, for one, your Twitter is uh, a wild place, and that's known company and maybe even nationally, <laughs> company-wide and, and beyond. Yeah, I, I hope that the fact that my Twitter is a wild place is a good thing. I don't know. You know, wild has a, a lot of connotations. Um, and it is wild. I don't necessarily think about who's following me. I just kind of fire things off uh, in my head, and then I – I hope that the people who are following know that know who I am enough to say, okay, that makes sense for her. When I, it was really when, when I thought about people seeing me as like a real journalist, I'd never thought about that before. I had never even considered that someone would see a blue check 
and say, why would someone with a blue check say this? Right. Never, never once went through my mind until people were like, you know, uh, that's kind of inappropriate for your role. And I'm like, I don't really think we have the same idea about what my role is then, because <laughs> I consider myself to be an entertainer and, and pretty much nothing else. Yeah, I mean, I totally get this. And kind of my perspective on it is the opposite from where I've come from in like sort of how I became established. And then like I, I think of things that I think are really funny and often inappropriate like all the time. But I I think of it in terms of a tweet, Trista, and I'm like, I can't be the one to tweet this. I, I've got to give this away. If it's that good, somebody else will take it. And Send it to me. I'll send it send to you. It to yeah. Like, because if it comes from me, it's got, it's my voice and sort of my persona and it's not going to be funny. Like it's sort of, why is, why is he saying this? You know, like I can't. And also what we can do is this, for those who are listening today on WGR, what we're going to do is we're going to have a special little symbol so that, you know, (laughs) this is like me by proxy getting, getting, uh, takes off his, his funnies out. We're going to use the, we're going to use the emoji pineapple. If I use the emoji pineapple, you know it's not just my own thoughts. This is a collabo effort <laughs> with Shope. And Bulldog, if you want one too, we can use a, a different emoji for you. He is out of the country. Oh, well, he's not even there. He's so, not even wait, here. We'll be a ghost. We'll use the ghost emoji. He, okay, that that's that uh, that works. Tell him, tell him for me. It will be ghost for him, pineapple for you. Are you in like 100, almost 100% basketball mode? I mean, you, you started a pretty high number, but football being over, baseball is not yet. Hockey, you told us, not until the playoffs. So is it all hoops? Unfortunately, I'm not allowed to do that. We've got some baseball prep happening. I'm going to go on the fan next Saturday. So really going to have to start really getting my, getting boned up on what's happening with Major League Baseball. So it's probably 80 75% basketball, probably 50% of that 75, maybe 60% of that 75 is NBA, and the other 40% is college hoops, and then 25% Major League Baseball. And then once the fan becomes weekly, because uh, we're going to go to the, the we're going to go to Vegas in two weeks actually for uh, the beginning of March Madness, so I won't be working the fan that Saturday. So once it's a, a more consistent thing, then it'll probably be about half baseball, half basketball. I have bet off and on for many years, but it really wasn't any kind of a regular thing before it became legal on your phone. Like that's just what is that even that's not even two years ago, I think. So right. before that it would be, you know, offshore once in a while, and then whatever year that the Astros won, I think seventeen was the year because the yep. Sports Illustrated covers that sound right? Yep, that oh, sounds right. I have an Astros shirt on right now, I realized. So uh, that year, I had a futures bet on the Astros that won. And then after that happened, that became my thing. Like finding, I guess I did this with hockey a little bit too before that, but that, that's sort of been my thing. Like a futures bet on one or two or three teams. Uh, and then that's sort of, I, I really loved that. Like that was, it felt like betting every day without being on the wire like that, where, you know, you're not literally betting every day, you know, you can get by that way, but it felt like safer to make the one relatively big futures bet and then watch it. 
for um, whatever, six or eight months. Later, I've come to think it's just not, not good money management to have them hold your money for so long. But, you know, I guess that's how it has to be. Well, does it? Here's the thing, too, and I'm not someone who... <laughs> I'm not someone who's a massive proponent for offshore betting, um, which is obviously we would call that a a nice way of saying illegal betting. But if you use an offshore account, which I do not because I am uh, I am loyal and and monogamous to BetMGM uh, because they are my title sponsor and I love them. But you don't have to tie up your money in futures bets if you go offshore. Now, you might not get your money if you win. We don't really know what. (laughs) That's going to be, you might see that offshore book just all the way shut down. And, you know, but ultimately you don't have to shell out the hundred dollars or whatever it is uh, in order for you to, to make that bet. So you said baseball is coming up for you, whether it's baseball or even NFL. What are your future's interests like right now, or what might you have? I guess you would have NBA and maybe college, yeah, but uh, have, what's out there? The Kings. I have the Kings to win the division. That's my biggest bet. That was plus 4,500. So if they win uh, their division, I think I stand to make almost $1,000, which is great. They could. That's a big – yeah, it looks like they could, right? It looks like they certainly could. They're in line for that. They're they're the third seed in the West. I didn't play Mike Brown to win Coach of the Year, but I gave it out, so I kind of feel invested in it. Mm -hmm. That started at 80-1. to that's, he's now plus 110. He's a leader in the clubhouse for coach of the year. Uh, I have a Zion MVP ticket, which is dead. I have a Steph Curry MVP ticket, which is obviously dead. I have a Warriors title future ticket, which they're never mm, dead. Did I, I, but it's, it's looking worse by the I, moment. I jumped on that with you. And then I have the Clippers to win it all at plus 750 which actually is kind of back on now that they've made some moves. That's it. That's all I have. I haven't done anything with baseball yet. What about Orlando? Oh, and then we have an Orlando division winner as well, but that's like very, very dead. Well, you know what, though? That was was like what? But now with Atlanta, we don't really know what's going on. They fire their coach. Miami doesn't look great. I mean, it's possible. We'll call it. It's possible I have four open bets at MGM, and that one, the cash out was like 50 cents or something. Now it's up to nine bucks. So somebody is optimistic. Yes, more optimistic than then. And, and obviously there's been a lot of drama with that division, which is why we decided to, to make that bet at whatever it was, 150 to one, I think it was. So that's, that's like still breathing, but kind of on life support. Yeah, yeah. But I am interested in some of these win totals. We're doing a lot of breakdowns on BetMGM and Knight on win totals and how the new schedule affects it. Um, and I think there is some value there. I, I do think what we're seeing from the Astros already is that they're going to win 100 games. So you should probably take them to win 97 and a half games or more. I, I really like that. I am – Still up in the air on what I'm going to do with the Dodgers, given this Gavin Lux injury. That's not good. You you lose Trey Turner, and then you lose Gavin Lux for the year with an ACL tear. It's a pretty important position. I'm sure they'll figure it out. They have a very good farm system. So I'm thinking about putting some money, not on them to win anything of, of note, but just to go over their win total. I think the Orioles are going to be a very fun team. I think they're getting undervalued. Their win total number is lower than they won games last year. 
probably because of just the Trey Mancini trade, and he was, uh, you know, with them for so long. I'm going to take the under, most likely, on the Angels' win total. I just think that they ship out Shohei Otani, and then they, they deflate. I, I think at some point he's going to ask out, and if he gets traded, it's just Mike Trout. I don't see much happening there. I like the Padres this year quite a bit. And then I'm tailing Ryan, my co-host. They made some moves with the Cubs. I'm going to take the over on their win total. But I haven't done anything with the futures yet in terms of, like, who wins the most regular season games. I haven't done anything with any divisional winners. I'm still right on the fence with that. I think the the one divisional winner that I like is probably the Phillies to win the NL East at plus 300 just because I think they're defensively going to be a lot better. Obviously, they had some coaching issues early on. They played horrible defense, which is why they lost so many games early on. The Mets, Braves, and Phillies are all pretty close to me. Like they could, It could be any one of them, which is why it's the only bet of value, right? You have three teams that are all somewhere around the same, and you're getting three to one for one of them, and you're not getting three to one for any of the others. Mm-hmm. Is it a character flaw? Is it a character flaw or worse, just simply bad money management that I am like almost literally incapable of betting a favorite? Um, no, I mean, you don't really have any reason to do it. You know, you don't have to bet, right? I think that's the thing that we talk about sometimes. Oh, also, by the way, I have a, a future on Malcolm Brogdon to win sixth man of the year, which is looking great. And then Nick Claxton to win defensive player of the year. I forgot about some player award stuff. But, um, no, I mean, like, I think that the, what happens in betting is some people think, like, I have to, which is absurd, that they have to have a bet on something. That they feel, if they're going to bet Cy Young, that you have, to, you have to bet it. If I don't like the prices, I can just abstain and just watch from the sidelines or say to myself, you know, I think there's going to be more value down the road. A lot of these futures bets you can still take in the middle of the season. So, say you think that the Dodgers are going to come out flat because they're working through their shortstop issue, and maybe they don't come out as hot as Vegas currently believes or is calculating that they will come out, now you can get a better price in the future. And so you can say, okay, I'm, I've got basically what would, in stock market terms, be a call option in my own mind, which is at this number, I will execute. At a worse number, I will not execute. And that's it. Those, those are the only two options that I have. I'm not going to just bet on something just to bet it. So I, I don't hate that, that philosophy that you're saying. I don't want to bet a, a favorite. Now, I think the world's, I think the Astros are probably going to win the American League plus 300. I, I, don't, I don't see a scenario where anyone is better, right? I don't think the Yankees at plus 350 are really a better value at all. I think the Yankees betting on them is throwing money away. They're not really much better than they were last year. And, in fact, you could say in some ways they're worse. For me, it's tough. Like the playoffs, I would ha- I would especially not bet favorites in the like to win a, a World Series. Not that that hasn't happened plenty of times, but the the short series factor. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. 
Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Makes me want to find, you know, like you mentioned, the the Phillies as an example. A team like that. It's different than some other sports. I guess maybe most are, are like this. Like hockey is like this. Where yeah. you pl- you play for six the months? Padres, would you consider the Padres to win the National League a favorite at plus four fifty? No, we've got four teams that are all really close: Dodgers, Mets, Braves, Padres. So, yep. Yeah, I guess. And Phillies to a degree too, plus seven hundred to Phillies, win the NL. Which Phillies is fifth, kind of crazy. Yep. I'm still going through my baseball, so I can't really comment yet. It's uh, like yeah, you said. I mean, there's a lot to see, it's, right? We're still in the middle of spring training. Still there's, February. Yeah, we're we're a long ways out from cashing, but time goes fast in in sports, right? Like it feels like the base uh, the the basketball season in the NBA just started, and there's twenty something games left. So. Trist, Trista Crick with us. Trista, do you have? If you don't, fine. We'll 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 skip it. But do you have a thought on monkey knife fight going down? Not at all. Okay. Zero. I have a couple. I'll go into that uh, later. They had just announced the, the Pro Football Hall of Fame game. Probably too soon to, to get action on that. Uh, trying to be funny there. August 3rd, Jets-Browns. <laughs> yeah. Jets-Browns, August 3rd. So get to, it's going to be so, somebody minus three. I am out. I am out on that. I I am not an insane person. I don't like to bet things well out in advance. I know my co-host Ryan does. He looks at look-ahead lines all the time. He's, I would consider Ryan to be a, how would I put this, a more disciplined in that type of betting than I am. He's a maniac, so he bets way too many games, but he does find value in betting things ahead of time. Whereas, just like you and you were saying, I don't like having my money tied up. So no, right. I'm not going to put, put $50 on that game 
that's happening six months from now. I would just prefer to bet, I don't know, like some sort of prop tonight where I have the action. I'm like a little addict, right? Like not a real one, but I like the Toronto Raptors tonight against the Bulls because I know I'm going to get that action tonight. I placed it tonight or last night, and I'm going to have some sort of satisfaction or sadness uh, tonight. Or, um, you know, like if, if you forget about it, if you can forget about a futures bet, then it's like finding money in your yes. coat if you win. That's good. Yeah, like you can't be tracking these things every day. Right. I do like the Kings Kings tonight to win against the Thunder. The value's a little bit gone. It was two and a half last night. It's three and a half tonight. Your Kings. Um, the Kings, my Kings, our Kings. They're on a heater right now. So I, I like that. Okay. There's just a lot of, there's just a lot of movement. Blazers plus four and a half uh, at the Warriors. I think Dame goes crazy. Um, I know that you better you bet thinks Dame is going to score less than 38. He typically plays pretty well against uh, his hometown team. So if you want to look at his props, uh, it's number, number is 37 and a half. So minus 120 to the under, minus 110 to the over. That is an absurd player prop number. Wow. I wouldn't take the under. I'll, I'll just say that. I'll just say that. Nice seeing you on Saturday. Oh, yeah, it was so nice to meet Julius. Did he have a good time in Virginia? Just for those listeners, we got to meet up at BetMGM. Shope is a big high roller. We ate a bunch of greasy food. I I found out, oh, by the way, I found out that the togarashi that's in the sushi, so I had sushi for those who are listening, and they have this little powder on the sushi, Uh and I was driving back, Uh and all of a sudden my top lip swole three times the size of normal. Like, what could that have been? I'm not allergic to tuna. I'm not allergic to sushi, seaweed. I'm not allergic to rice. And there is orange peel in the togarashi or togarishi. And, uh, and that I am very allergic to that. Oof. I'm very, very allergic to that. Sorry. It's okay. How could we, any of us know? Yeah. How could any of us know? We had we our friend Andy gave us 150 bucks to spend at the like the basically the food court, and I go up. I just want to get a couple of waters to get us started. We're waiting for you, and the lady's like, "You got to spend it all at once." Like, what, what kind of rule is that? Why, why can't I just have a balance? She's like, no, nope, you got to spend it all at once. So it, it came to I'm up there, and she's like ordering with me. You know, you ought to get this. <laughs> you ought to get the brisket, and you know, get a piece of pizza. Just different things. And so we ended up doing that. Did you take that, it all home? Did you guys end up eating it at your friend's it, house? Is no, that kind of what happened? Yes. Nothing went to waste. Nothing went to waste. Wow. Julius, he's a growing boy. Yes. Yes. Thank you, <laughs> Tr- thank you, Trista. Talk next week. All right. Talk to you then. Bye. That was the host of BetMGM tonight, Odyssey Sports Betting Insider Trista Crick. Insider calls presented by BetMGM. Go check out all of the latest lines today on the BetMGM app. Talking a little Carolina Panthers coming up in 15 minutes. Steve Reed. Joins us then, Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here, WGR. It is a hockey night. Sabres home to Columbus, pregame at 6.30, just like last Tuesday when it was Toronto, I think, Toronto. 6.30, pregame, 7.30. Faceoff, Brian Cozio will host the pregame show tonight, and that's partly because so... People joke about football. They're not really joking. It's just like, oh, it's 12 months a year. Football, year-round. I mean, you get it. The games are like four months, month of preseason, month of playoffs. But like today counts because 
Kenny Galladay got released. Like today counts as a as a day in the NFL. And you know, I, I I'm on board. It's really not a year round sport. You know what kind of more is a year round sport? Youth hockey. My daughter's season ended Sunday in their playoffs. She played Friday in Rochester, Saturday in Rochester, Sunday in Rochester. All Buffalo teams. She's on a Buffalo team. So youth hockey, I mean, it's all it's just kind of a year round thing. Uh, it was a weekend long thing here. Friday road trip game, Saturday road trip game, Sunday road trip game, Monday, yesterday, banquet. Today, tryouts. Like literally the day after the ba- the bank the banquet had to be last night because there was literally no other day on the calendar between the end of the season and the tryouts for next year. So gives me a chance to like assist in the driving around later that little extra time Brian's going to going to give me by hosting the pregame show. Thank you Brian. There's a sport that there's a year-round sport. Kids hockey is a year-round sport. Should we have another team after this like trying out for next year's team and then it's on another team in the spring or summer like it's just you know long trips it's great it's great we're very lucky to have the people we have in hockey that we've met and all of that she's on a good team it's all it's all good <laughs> season that's on sunday monday is the banquet good thing tuesday is tryouts that is actually how it works and some of you know that many of you know that Carolina Panthers update. Do they want Derek Carr? I think they're the team for B. John Robinson. A couple of those topics and more with our next guest, Steve Reed, covers the Panthers for the AP. We'll talk more about Leslie Frazier not being on the staff this year for the Bills as we go through the day. And then the hockey game tonight. Mike Schopier, Bulldog is off. This is WGR. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.